What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes art out of our life's debris. Hey, Brad. What's going on, Jeremy? Today we are talking about ethnic-specific ministry. Ethnic-specific ministry. Is, is that, um, that neo-segregation or is mm. that... What is that? Help, you know. It's interesting. Neo-segregation. <laughs> that, neo, that's always what people say, Neo-segregation, <laughs> does that just mean the new type of segregation? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As if the old type went away. By the, there you go. <laughs> By the way, I am definitely a fan of taking... Uh, like words that people use that have or phrases that people complex phrases that mm-hmm. sound like a grad I call them graduate school phrases yeah, and then yeah. I just I just I don't want to say dumb it down but I'm just like I'm just gonna tell you like what do people in the streets need to hear yeah people say neo segregation they just talking about new segregation yeah they did the new type of segregation yeah, yeah. so is ethnic specific ministry segregation Yo, we how many times folks? have we heard that over the years a lot a Man, lot every time every time yeah that's been that's been part of that's my the first ministry question journey, is that a man. new type of segregation isn't that just segregation that's been so new, interesting that's always the first question yeah so interesting because from a young disciple trying to like really understand the gospel sanctification justification understand like uh paul's call to one body like learning that and the, the fundamentals of that um there was always ethnic specific ministry around me and questions about it. So yep. Yep. I, I think my ideas around that has grown and, and been shaped through the crucible of ministry. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm excited. So break it for down this. for me, man. Like what, what is ethnic specific ministry? Simply put, ethnic specific ministry is ministry that focuses on one specific ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Um, now this ethnicity can have a bunch of different ethnicities so sometimes it's it, you it, may it's maybe a general yeah, yeah yeah so it's a ballpark yeah ballpark so it's interesting while race doesn't necessarily usually doesn't work right but it, it usually refers to a racial demographic yep um that is being focused on yeah um because in the united states we're a racialized society a so racialized yeah. society it has yeah. there's many dividing walls that mm-hmm. has popped up between if races. You, yeah, yeah. If you're in a different um, country, Asia, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be a different breakdown. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. most countries have this these dividing walls that's, that's between right. different ethnicities. That's right. Um, and so in America, yep. you know, white, it's racialized. white in yeah. every other ethnicity has <laughs> heavy dividing <laughs> walls. But then also non-white ethnicities, there's some type of dividing mm-hmm. wall. Now, so when you come in as a Christian organization, a Christian, as you come in as the church and you try to live out this call to uh, be one body, you can't just put bodies in seats and think, oh, man, we did it. 
Um, right. There's dividing walls that you have to specifically go after. An ethnic-specific ministry, I think, uh, is, the, is saying we see the dividing walls. We need bridges. We need to, one, knock those down and have bridges into a multi-ethnic representation of what it means to be the church. Ethnic-specific ministry is the bridge to that. And we can, we can get into what that means. Yeah, yeah. So because, because what's usually being said, the counter-argument for the ethnic-specific ministry is really to assimilate everybody into one ethnicity. I think that's where right. we got to start. We need to start with assimilation to talk about how that happens and what it is. Yeah, so, yeah. I, you know what, I'll start off uh, by talking about when I first came to the campus ministry, to mm-hmm. InterVarsity. When I first came, to, so when I got invited by a black guy, Will Sikajibo, big up to Will. Uh, we went to the same <laughs> church. He invited me to a uh, to this thing called InterVarsity. I didn't know what it was. Uh, I guess he thought I was pretty cool and I love Jesus. So he's like, you should come to InterVarsity. So I came in in a varsity and and this is what i saw black dude from missionary baptist church that's predominantly black black family i had black christmas black thanksgiving just no heavily black and so i come into this room and it's heavily white i come in this room and the person speaking is white they 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 use an acoustic guitar um and i and instantly uh, and if black folk y'all know what i mean i come into the room and my black radar go off i'm like <laughs> Beep, beep. Like I've seen white folk, white folk, white folk, black guy, Will. And I'm going to Will. Like, you know, for black folk, y'all know when we when we go to when we traveling and we go to we somewhere in the boonies. Oh, yes. And we stop to get gas. Oh, yeah. Your black radar going off. You're looking around. As soon as you get that car, you're looking where are the black folk, even if it's the cashier. It's like just I need to know black. And if there isn't, (laughs) you tread in softly. You you tread. You go on cautiously. So anyways, I'm cautiously treading into this (laughs) meeting because I'm like, got to find a black folk. Will was there for the first few months I just would come in and sit with Will and I stood out like a sore thumb I didn't realize this until some of my friends told me there's like I don't know why you stayed within a varsity uh because I just stood out Will is a Liberian man uh uh and we we just me and him came from uh different worlds yeah we connected because we black men but we come from different worlds uh I come from an African-American background. So what, what I really want to talk about, what I'm really trying to describe in that is I would step in there with a basketball jersey, yep. baggy jogging shorts, some sneakers. Yep. We usually had on like a T-shirt and some, some um, jean shorts and some shoes. We just looked like we were from totally different worlds, but we connected because we were both black. Now me how, and how I was dressed and how I looked and how I talked, that was a big contrast to everybody else that was in the room. Yeah. Um, so it really looked like, how, why is this dude sticking around? Why is he in this, this uh, building? Like, why is he there with us? Now, let me just call out the dividing walls. So I already named the obvious ones, the yes. worship style, yeah. the speaking style. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, that's the tip. Yeah. That's only the tip. Um, the the more little and when I say dividing walls, I mean things that hinder me from being close to other people. Yes. Um, that is the jokes they're telling. I don't get the way they are thinking about grace and the gospel, um, and the way even how they're talking about um, what it means to follow Jesus uh, is different um, mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so. Uh, you know, when I think about following Jesus, I'm thinking about 
um, being in my neighborhood, reaching out to that, uh, I don't know, that drug dealer um, who my granny used to try to reach out to across the street. I'm thinking about um, the gospel that includes turning every shack in my neighborhood into a home for people, a sustainable home. Um, but I'm also thinking about my mom who would witness to anybody she met and start a conversation with. Even when we were at the gas station, she would just start a conversation and share the gospel. Um, and so when I'm thinking about uh, living out, like doing evangelism and things, I'm thinking about all that stuff. Um, and then, of course, my, my friends, my white friends who come from a white youth ministry, um, they're thinking about, uh, yeah, safe souls, which, which I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and, and then at best, they're thinking going to another country and sharing the gospel. Yeah, um, missions. And so it's just And just different. make sure you don't have sex along and the then, way. Yeah, yeah, you know. be pure. Um, <laughs> and so it's just the way everything is landing on me is different. And this is causing, in my mind, okay, my faith is different. Not, now I'm not saying that out loud. It's just subconsciously, this is what's building up. Yeah. We are different. We love now. Jesus was the same, so same Jesus that we're trying to follow, but how they follow, how we follow him is there was different. dissonance. So like there was a unity around Jesus, but there was dissonance all around yeah. Yeah. the person in the life yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. So it's interesting. The, the one thing that kept me around was Will. Mm-hmm. There was another guy who I liked, and we were good friends. And then okay, at least they genuine, genuinely love Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's why I stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't feel empowered. I didn't feel necessarily like, oh, they care deeply about me and my experience. Um, I didn't feel like I could share deeply from my past experience because nobody would get the, get the, uh, get the uh, examples. As soon as I start sharing, yeah. I share like, man, you remember that time I was getting a whooping? People were like, whooping? You got abused? Like, no. <laughs> no, no, man. No. That, that doesn't, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. So, uh, anyways, uh, uh, there's gaps between yep. me and other folk. So, um, and then on top of that, everything from the worship to the speaking to the the icebreaker activities the that ice we did, yes. all of that stuff uh, does not mirror at all my upbringing and my faith journey from where so I'm So like at so every step, you're crossing culture crossing culture every at every level and nothing's affirming where i'm from and who i am yep um even even how we did bible study you know yeah i'm used to verse by verse Mm -hmm. um uh but we did bible study where it's like you read the whole thing you ask questions it's just different Mm -hmm. it's not it's not wrong but it's different and and and, uh indirectly it's not affirming where i'm from so Mm -hmm. uh uh that is what's happening when I step into this predominantly white. Yep, majority uh, culture. Majority culture, yep. uh, student ministry. Um, and maybe the thing that, one of the things that kept me, so I said is Will, but when Will said, okay, cool, this is the large group meeting, but I want to invite you to this Bible study. When I go to the Bible study, it's all black students. Yep. It's an ethnic-specific gathering. And that's where I was like, oh, people actually get loud and it's okay. Yep. We actually laughing. No, and no like, one looks at you. Weird. You know, yep. nobody's looking at you weird. Mm-hmm. Folk can go on a rant. Like they can, I say rant, that's a bad word. Folk can go on a mini sermon. Mini sermon. And we are amen. Like amen. that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like what mm-hmm. you said. And it's not, it's not bad. It's okay. Yep. yep. Um, they give even mini sermon kind of crazy. And it's okay. There you go. <laughs> 
Everybody, let's just be Everybody real. <laughs> Everybody of every ethnicity, when they're in college, there's something crazy that comes they, up. They in say Bible some study. stupid stuff, and, some and stuff. they say God said, and it's like, no, that's not what He said. But uh, no. it's a beautiful process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's with my people. It's my it's my heart language. Yep. Um, folk who look at me with similar experiences, even though some of them are Caribbean, some of them are African mm-hmm. national, some of them are Afro Latina yep. and Latino. It's 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 it was. It, that thing, that was what I looked forward to, that ethnic-specific Bible study. Um, and that started to bridge some of the gaps because in my mind it's okay. saying this student organization affirms this. Right. So this indirectly affirming me. It's providing a space for me. It's provided a space for you without trying to, like, really make that space yeah right so the organization itself or the the white leadership couldn't really make that space Mm -mm. because otherwise it'd be like pretending Mm -hmm. right but it did empower some folks to make that space which then empowered yeah 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 and and when you when you learn about things like forgiveness long suffering yeah when when you learn about that for a for me as a black man oh you better believe there are some instances with white people that come up Yes. That I can't say when I'm with white people. Yeah. Because um, it takes too much explanation, too much miscommunication happens because they don't. Because you're also young, too. Yep. So you're like, yep. my ability to fully describe there you go. that reality of harm and and, and pain. I'm learning about the specifics yep. of why that happened and what yep. God has to say about it and what it means for me and the historical yep. uh, implications of it. and. Yep. And so uh, to be in that space mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we can talk about it here. And, yeah. and, and I think that was necessary for healing in, yeah. that, in that ethnic-specific space because I could bring it up. I could bring on up its fullness and how it impacted me. And I'm looking at people who I know fully understand, fully empathize, and can fully uh, speak healing and yep. pray healing over my life. So you could say something about a DWB. You know, driving while black, and everybody goes, mm-hmm. Yep, yep they, they know it. what that is. Yep, I got three experiences like that, yep. or whatever. Yep. It, but if you say it in another context where there's majority culture folks, mm-hmm. or that's that's the you know dominant uh, theme, yep. <clears throat> you have to like describe and explain and diagram and get stats out. It's this. And you're just trying to heal from yep. that experience. Yep. You're just trying to get some prayer. Yep. Because you're hurt. You know, it's interesting because yeah. you say DW, I, I think BWB on campus biking while black. <laughs> right. Like, like yeah. me, me, I think it, I, I believe we'll mm-hmm. share this, but a lot of my friends of color share that experience. We biking and here comes a cop. Just pull us over. Yeah. Uh, not to give us a ticket. At, at University of South Florida, which, you, yeah. which is a huge campus. Mm-hmm. Lots of people on bikes. Yes. I mean, it's a massive campus. You have yep. to have a bike if you go across campus, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to be on time. Yeah. Right. And you don't want to be too sweaty. Yep. You got to have a bike. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. I remember getting, I remember getting put over by a cop, lights flashing and everything. Um, and and uh, it wasn't dark yet. Yeah. Um, and I knew, I was like, I don't necessarily have lights, so I need to get home because yeah. I'm black, and if I ain't got lights, they definitely gonna pull me over. Yeah, um, and uh, it's something that no white student ever thought of. No, I'm a grad- not. I graduated from USF. I had a bike. I never <laughs> thought about that ever. I knew it. I knew it. And so I was like, "Let me get home. Get pulled over. The cops' lights are flashing. I'm like, "Why is his light still flashing? Like I'm pulled over. I'm on a bike. 
Yeah. Why is the lights like he cut out like it's a scene now. Yep. Uh, he calls in the serial number to his base or whatever. And according to him, it's just for just for safety. It's like, so if your bike ever gets stolen or whatever, I'm just like, I don't know. Nah. I think y'all checking up to see if it's yep, stolen. That's right. Um, but so that's all the wonderings that's going on in my mind in that instance, yeah. in, in, in that uh, in that uh situation like and if i'm telling that story to a group of black folk they like mm, i get mm-hmm. you man i yeah. get you i get all that i get all me the too stress. like you know three months ago you know it, they might have been in a similar situation like will mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. yeah so uh but if i'm in a different with a different group of people yes they might they might just for clarification did you have your helmet on like, just for clarification, did you, uh, you know, how fast were you riding? And what was the speed limit on campus? It's like, right. like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> that, right. that, that's so outside of this experience and yeah. the spiritual healing that needs to happen. Yeah. Like, we can't much get to it because of all these questions yeah. and assumptions that you got to get over yep. um, before mm-hmm. you actually believe mm-hmm. me. Um, and not saying that's true for every person of majority culture, but it's just been true enough in my life where yeah. I know, like, when you're in an ethnic-specific space, uh, there's no proving that you have to do. Well, and there's there's that group dynamic, right? So it there may be a few friends that you're developing, um, majority culture friends, mm-hmm. right? That you might want to share that with, and they would be with you in that experience yep. and like empathetic, and be able to pray and maybe not fully understand and maybe even ask some questions or even a few dumb questions. But there's trust and there's relationship there. Mm-hmm. But you do know that. If there's a group, the high percentage chance that it will be misunderstood and the wrong person is going to be asking the wrong questions, yeah, that it's almost a hundred percent chance that's yep. going to go down, you know, um, and it's it's too much of a risk, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So even for somebody like you who's been there, is brave enough to be there, you know, is able to cross over all the sure. cultural barriers to remain there, yeah, and yet still it's like no, that's too much. I can't. I cannot share this hurt in this space at this time. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe in a few months, if I want to testify about it, what God has done in my life afterwards, I mm-hmm. might be able to do that. You know, yeah. even then that's still going to be questionable. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's a, that's a group thing versus an individual thing, you know, mm-hmm. in the group mentalities, that's a, there's, it seems to be, there's more risk in sharing those really vulnerable moments to a group yeah. of majority culture folks, yeah. even if they're like well-meaning, well-intentioned, I love them. And yet the risk factor is just so high yeah. for like misunderstanding and, and really further yeah. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's in the simplest form, healing, like healing that's needed. Yes. And, for a certain ethnicity, like it can happen, it can happen in its most potent form in ethnic specific spaces. Mm-hmm. Not to say healing can't happen in diverse spaces, like with the diverse yeah. people, but I'm think, I think healing is most potent form where there's true, deep, and authentic empathy. Yep. Uh, there's an understanding of the spiritual implications of the space uh, of the wounds, uh, where there's an understanding about, uh, how you see God and how 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 evil is landing on you. Like when you're in ethnic-specific spaces, you get that stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and then also prayer that's full of uh, your heart language 
and full of uh, that can speak uh, specifically to the hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in its most potent form when yeah. you're in ethnic specific yeah. spaces. I I also think that uh, when we're in, I don't know if folk realize this, but when you're in uh, uh, a diverse space um, where there's like a lot of different people, uh, one thing that you can't get around is that your your gathering is going to indirectly um, deaffirm, if I can make that a word, uh, um, certain ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the best gatherings that I've seen still usually carry a majority. Ma- it carries the majority culture more heavily than any any other culture. Yeah. Um, Typically, because they're the majority. Typically, because they're the majority. So a lot so of times, it's if they're having a discussion, yeah, the majority of the discussion is going to be from majority culture people if yep. they're the majority in the room. Yep. Yeah. So by default, it's like they're not trying to like burn crosses and KKK yeah. it up. It's just like there's going to be that factor. That's like reality. Yeah. You know. So now, are you going to deal with that reality? How yep. you deal with that reality? That's the question mark. If the out reality exists, that's not a question. Mm-hmm. That reality exists. Right? Yeah. 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 And so you have to combat that reality. Yeah. Uh, you have to find some way to affirm, mm-hmm. strongly affirm, the value of the spiritual heritage and experience of other ethnicities mm-hmm. um, who are not necessarily the majority culture. Uh, and so how else to do that? One, one of the best ways to do that I've seen is ethnic specific mm-hmm. gatherings. Mm-hmm. Now let's just talk, let's just, let's just D let's, let's just get rid of the myth that, uh, ethnic specific gatherings are segregation <laughs> okay. because let's talk about what segregation was. Yes. Segregation was a lawful mm-hmm. exclusion, exclusion of minorities from yes. white spaces. Yes. And it was meant to be permanent exclusion. Yes. You cannot drink from our water fountain. You cannot come into our coffee shops, our grocery stores. Like yeah. you must, you must stay away. In ethnic civic gatherings, we don't say you must stay out permanently. It's, it's usually yeah. a gathering that's. Uh, it's usually one or two gatherings or a number of gatherings that's not meant to be permanent. And actually, it's meant to make it so that when we come together, we are all affirmed in our ethnic yes. identities. Yeah. Um, Coming in with strength. Yeah. Everybody yeah. comes in with strength, not yep. just yep. those who are normally affirmed. So it's interesting. Folk, right. You just say, aren't we segregating? Like when I'm at a conference, we'll have one ethnic-specific gathering. When we have— Like an hour-long meeting. Hour-long, yep. hour-and-a-half-long meeting. Right. When throughout the conference, we will have like three or four— uh, plenary sessions where everybody's in the same room. We have, yep. I don't know, 15 seminars where a diverse amount of everybody in the same yep. room. Um, everybody's different people are sleeping in the same room, yep. uh, in, in hotel rooms. Uh, all same, these same gender, same gender. Yes. Okay. Yeah, just, yeah. 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 Just to clarify yeah. college ministry, <laughs> you never know. 
<laughs> but there's all these spaces where we're all together. In fact, the whole yes. conference is to bring everybody together. Everybody's together. And then we have one hour one. and a half meeting, and people say, is this segregation? And people lose their junk. I'm like, what are you talking mm. about? Yeah. It's yeah. one meeting. And we're not even saying you can't come because we can't do that. We're saying, mm -hmm. please give us this space because it's needed. Yep. And so we're suggesting, strongly suggesting, but asking. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not designed for exclusion. It's designed for healing. Yes. And I think that's fundamentally different. It's you know, segregation was meant for division. It was meant for harm. It was meant for exclusion. Yeah. Ethnic-specific ministry is meant for healing. Yeah. So that's that's a good point because segregation was was <laughs> segregation <laughs> was meant to say you aren't equal to us. Yes. It was it, and you it's should a practice, not be around us. It's a practice to reaffirm the narrative yeah. that black folks are inferior, that there minorities are inferior. And ethnic specific yeah. gathering says we actually should be together. It's a practice so that reaffirms us, the narrative yes, that yeah. there is something uniquely like beautiful that needs to be healed so we can be together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then Theologically, man, I'm just like, in your Bible, yes, Jesus, who we love yeah. and and adore, and we, he is our primary example. His is, way is to be our way. His way is to be our yes. way. When God, when uh, we can start from the beginning, when God said, "I want to, I want to reveal myself to the world," mm -hmm. he he went to one group of people, yep. one ethnic group. He went to to. He went to Abram. He went to a family. Abraham. Well, he went a to person. Abram, right? And he said, I will make you make a people, you people group. Yeah, I'm going right. to make you a people make group. make you an ethnicity. And when I do that, yep. then I'm going to show the world who I am through you. Yep. And so God did ethnic specific ministry with Straight Abraham yep. in order to show the world who he was. And then when Jesus comes back after mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, he comes back and, to reveal who God is like in human form. Yeah. Um, yep. uh, he gets twelve, you know, seventy something. Yeah. A lot of a lot of disciples, but Jews, yep. ethnic specific group, and pours yep. his life, his best, into these folk, and and particularly the twelve pours his best into the twelve, and he had, he does this for three years. It's like he he has time. He tells stories of like Samaritans. He he uh, he does ministry that there's a couple in, interactions with interactions some Romans, with, with right, Romans. Some Gentiles. So, but it's, he has an opportunity yep. to like gather yep. a diverse amount of people, but instead does ministry to a specific ethnic group. And when they're ready, says, "Okay, now it's time to go into the whole world." So that's a big part of the vision. The vision can't, it, you know, it seems to be what you're saying. The vision for an ethnic-specific ministry can never be seclusion. No. So it's not segregation, but you're also saying it's also not seclusion. Yep. You know, that the the end product will always be, you know, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to yes. the ends of the earth. There's yes. always going to be like a ascending or a unification principle mm -hmm. behind ethnic-specific ministry. So if, you know, but it does seem like that would be a temptation, though, because seclusion is maybe more comfortable, yeah. you know, like the disciples don't get executed and disemboweled if they don't go. Yeah. Right. So it's more comfortable to stay uh, secluded as a little Christian mm -hmm. community or something, you know, that's, that's really interesting. That's a, I think that's an important to say if somebody says, Oh yeah, is, is this segregation? No, no, it's not segregation and it's not seclusion. You know, mm -hmm. this is preparing the way of yeah. the Lord, Yep. you know, yep. through healing so that we could be one. Yes. Yes, because right. mm -hmm. when we look at the Bible and we look at 
we look at an ethnic-specific ministry, but we we think about, okay, what was the end goal of the Lord? Like, uh, Yeah, talk about it. it, we, it was it just that Jews would reach Jews? And that's it? No, he sent them to, 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 to bring some from every nation into the understanding of who Jesus was and to be yeah. disciples. And even when we see the, 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 the missionary who we maybe admire the most in Paul, he sent two Gentiles. Yeah. Um, and so we see yeah. the gospel going forth to Gentiles, a diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that— for well, ethnic- In Pentecost, the first act of Pentecost created a multi-ethnic community. There you go. Yep. Like Pentecost, like those names that are listed, the mm-hmm. Grecian Jews, the Hebraic Jews, like already instantly when the Spirit is poured out, it becomes multi-ethnic. Yeah. And very confused and, and you know, racialized. If we You know, the first controversy in the early church mm. was like some widows got left off the list. There you go. And it was long racial lines. Or, or that that's, I know race is a social construct, but it, it, along ethnic lines. Yeah. He, you know, Hebraic or, or uh, uh, Grecian, Grecian. Uh, Jews. Um so I just think that's really fascinating. Like instantly, as soon as the Spirit is poured out for all peoples, all peoples are now included in yeah. this promise. You know. Yeah. And then, and man, tell tell me a little bit more about Revelation. Get, then, let me get, yeah. get me to the eschaton, baby. Yeah. And then we see at the end of times, we see everybody in their yep. own language. Yep. I mean, I mean, everybody right. in their own mm-hmm. language worshiping the lord and it's good yes it's good like this is this is what we're going towards this is the heavenly vision yeah so not like a like like a shadow this is the thing that every casts tribe shadow. tongue and nation and mm-hmm. they're like worshiping the lord and yeah. so we see that there's still ethnic specific groups yep identities identities yeah they're not all assimilated into one no. kind of hill song no there is, song. there is no yeah. colorblind heaven yeah it is that there's all these distinct folk and i, I love what dr okello uh, a professor at uh asbury he gave a message and he talked about when we sing we all sound the same mm-hmm. when we laugh mm-hmm. we all sound the same mm-hmm. different but we all sound the same. Yeah. And he was talking about like what it must have sounded like in heaven. Everybody's singing mm-hmm. in their own language, but when we sing, we sound similar. So yep. there's this oneness, but also this distinctness yep. about it. And, and so um, I actually think that uh, that is like what ethnic specific ministry helps us go towards. It helps us go towards Mm-hmm. what we see at the end of all time, yeah. what, we, what we will see in heaven. Um, and I don't think you get there. I don't think because what we, I don't think we hit on this yet, what you get if you don't do that. So let's say you don't do any ethnic specific ministry. What most folk who have studied this much more than I have found that whatever the majority culture is, that is what everybody is going to assimilate into. Right. That That's the... That's the de facto, mm-hmm. like, entrance. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, so we've yeah. experienced this a little bit mm-hmm. um, where, where we've both in campus ministry and in church ministry, we've tried to do some things that help folk uh, feel comfortable and, like, that they're represented uh, in large gatherings, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, where we've tried certain music styles and tried to switch mm-hmm. it up. Um but we've even found that that falls 
considerably sure. short. Um, because the uh, world's super diverse. Yeah. You, at yeah. some point, you just hit a wall. Where you're like, we, we literally can't have every language on campus. Yep. Pray a prayer, even if it's just one prayer per time we gather. Yep. There's too many languages. Mm-hmm. Just just that one thing. You go. Yep. This is literally impossible. Yeah. And doing <laughs> ministry, doing ethnic specific ministry myself, and the diversity in that. So mm-hmm. I've done ministry like I've done ministry for Black folk. Um, for a number of years, and we're finding okay, it's a really diverse group, like mm-hmm. African American, African nationals. Yep, that's different. Depending on where you're from, all that's the different, different dialects, yeah, and the different. Everybody from Africa is the same. That is so not at all. Not true. Not at all. And then Caribbean <laughs> folk, they have mm-hmm. their language. So, and we're finding, okay, if we're all in the same room. What, what could happen is everybody assimilates to an African-American style yeah. when that's not necessarily everybody's, uh, that's not everybody's spiritual upbringing. That's not everybody's spiritual yeah. heritage. And we have to actually, uh, we're finding we have to, even in that, even with Black Folk Gallery, we have to accommodate, try to accommodate mm-hmm. all the different ethnicities that are represented in the Black community, but also give ethnic-specific time to folk who share like a, a collective experience, mm-hmm. um, so African nationals and, and Caribbean folk, like we have to somehow empower, think about how to empower them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, even in what some would say, oh yeah, black folk, that's the ethnic Pacific gathering. It's like yeah, but even they sort need of. They, yeah. sort of even yep. even even we need to like give time for folk who have a different experience. Yep, and. There's a common experience in America to a degree. To a, so, yeah. So, so, to a know, degree. And it's usually like you get pulled over. It's, it's a like, common it's, experience. Yeah, that's a common experience, you know. But, but then the history's different. History's the different. The reason why, you know, the, the agency way, of coming over here is yeah. different. Economic benefits are different, yeah. typically. I remember uh, talking a lot, to a... lot a, of layers uh, there. I remember talking to a, uh, or hearing a Haitian woman speak and who grew up most of, most of her life in Haiti. And then when issues of injustice come up, usually people ask her, what you think? And she, her context is not an African-American history right. in, this, in this country. Yep. And so she's like, I don't know. Like, she can't answer those questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she need, in order to like, if God's called her to this space in this country, um, she does have to wrestle with some of those things, but she needs folk who, understand her struggle yeah um and who can understand the patience needed um and can just hear her without judgment Mm -hmm. when she can't answer certain questions Mm -hmm. and it can give her space to grow Uh, so even she needs an ethnic specific um space in order to grow so um yeah man ethnic specific gatherings not segregation (laughs) at all (laughs) needed and i actually think um uh, mission critical, really. It's mission critical, and yeah. we need to do, learn how to do those better. I actually think yeah. it should be just fundamental in the church yeah. um, uh, to, to provide these spaces mm-hmm. um, and to learn how to use them well. Yep, yep, because I think we have enough experience. We could say we have data sets to go, this is mission critical, this is absolutely needed. Yeah. Um, it could be totally Christocentric, mm-hmm. so it doesn't get into, like, you know, progressive liberalism, whatever some people mean by that, where it's like 
you throw out God, you throw out Jesus or whatever. It's like, no, this could be super biblical, super like, it's, it's actually, I think it's conservative theology because mm. it's like, it's straight up about the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, um, this pleases the heart of God. And at the same time also say, and we need to continue learning how to do this better, mm-hmm. you know, because there, there's a way that we can continue to learn and not make it formulaic and say, oh, well, if we just put a sign on the door and say black students, you know, it's like we've empowered, you know, it's like, mm. that, you know, no, we need to continue to learn. We, we need to make those spaces. We need to empower those people, um, you know, of every ethnicity and culture. Yep. And also continue to learn how to do that. And, yeah. and I think that's the growing edge. Um, I think we should go ahead and wrap this up. I think that would be my call to, to leaders is like continue to learn how to do this. If you're not doing this, start learning how to do this, yeah. how to figure this out, how to have some of these conversations in in your context, if, if there's the need for it, allow yep. for it, yes. you know, um, empower it, encourage it, affirm it, even if you don't fully understand it or understand the dynamics or what's actually going to happen in those times, mm-hmm. release control, stop trying to control stuff and, and let it happen and continue to learn how to do that better. Mm. That would be my, my call. Yeah. My call. I think there's a couple of things I think about one if you're a leader, I actually want to say a white leader, uh, ethnic-specific gatherings are a necessity if you're trying to develop a multi-ethnic movement. And not just as a ministry, but I think I've come to the conclusion that you need uh, minority leadership at every level of a church expression. And so ethnic specific ministry, ethnic specific gatherings can't just be a ministry, but it should be a step towards putting, either replacing your leadership or yes. getting people in that same space, like bringing peers into leadership. Um, of course, that brings up a lot of question. If I was consulted, there'd be a lot of discussion behind that, but I think it has to go towards that. Yes toward that um i think uh uh secondly i think the call is that to for all minority folk and i think i've done enough ethnic specific ministry where i i I think i can encourage this um with everything in me i encourage you even if your church doesn't uh or your your community wherever you're at doesn't uh doesn't affirm it fully you can still just do it like, that, that's very true. Get with some folk yeah. who look like yeah. you. Like that's a necessary part of your yeah. discipleship, ongoing discipleship, and a necessary part of the strength of your leadership in ethnic-specific spaces. It is what will be – it is the antidote to assimilation. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and that, that permission sometimes – it just has to be taken, you yep. know? Like you just got to go with it because – you know, there, there are some leaders in some faith communities that don't realize that they're starving. And they're starving because they, they are expecting assimilation and they're not allowing for those differences. Yeah. And if you really care about that faith community, you do need to gather, you know, together in ethnic-specific spaces as a way to love that community. So yep. it, it does feel like, oh, it's, is this just a separate thing? It's not even a part of this thing. It's not even given permission by this thing. It's not advertised. It's not on the website. And mm-hmm. yet I'm telling you, in, this, in the realm of the Spirit, that is going to bless that community yep. in the long run. And so take the permission as a way to love that community, not as like a, 
rebellion against them or passive aggressive move against them. It's like, no, this is actually a way of love, but we got to go in, in our own space. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, that's so cool. Yeah. And maybe my last encouragement, which is something that's not necessarily talked about because usually uh, is, is, this is talked about from the perspective of predominantly white spaces, providing spaces for minority yes. culture folk who usually tend to be the uh, subdominant culture, like in number, yep. um, not in value, but in number. Uh, but I actually think, uh, if black dominated spaces, yep. if we want to like go towards more things that includes white folk, includes Latino folk, includes, uh, Asian folk. Um, if you're trying to like build a diverse, a multi-ethnic space, starting with black folk, like that's predominantly black, which is okay. Uh, we've been doing predominantly white spaces trying to be multi-ethnic for years. It's okay yes. to start with any other predominantly, that's right. whatever, whatever the culture is, you can start with that. And if you're trying to go towards it, I actually think ethnic, ethnic specific gatherings will be a, a critical tool. I, I think they're I totally that, agree. I think it takes uh, maybe a different approach especially when you talk about white folk, because they are affirmed everywhere. Right. Um, so how you do that is... Well, what they need in their spaces is, is going to be different. a little bit different. Which, which maybe is a little bonus round. Hey. White-specific... White-specific... Ministry. Ethnic-specific ethnic, white ministry. White, white, white yeah, spaces. Yeah. I, I used to believe, no, they're yeah. affirmed everywhere. But if the purpose is affirmation, to me, that's still sketchy. But if the purpose is for, like, there's some things that we need to talk about in a space where it's just us, but that takes strong leadership typically, mm -hmm. and it's usually a prophetic space. It's yes. a prophetic space of confrontation um, and not necessarily a like a, it's okay, white person, your feelings were hurt, or something like that. It's, it's usually more of a let's call it out, let's repent, let's actually commit to reconciliation, commit to humility, can commit to, you know, anti-racism, yeah. that type of space. Yeah. It, I feel like that is needed. And, you know, if I were to do my campus ministry again, I probably would do more of that back in the day. Mm -hmm. We didn't do that because it was seen as ethnic specific ministry was only a, like affirmation yeah. and a, kind of a space. And we and we were just like, no, white people don't need that, you know? But I think I would, I would change that approach to say, no, there is a space needed for white folks. Yep. But what happens in that space, it is also a healing, but it's a healing through extraction. Yeah. You know, extracting the demon of racism and entitlement yeah. and, and blind spots. Yeah. That, 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 that's how, but that's my take on it. I don't know. We haven't talked about that in a while. We so, haven't. you know, we, I don't know. You in my disagree. circles that I run in, that, <laughs> that is actually a thing. Like we're starting to have white gatherings. Yeah. And yeah. it is for the sake of discipleship, extracting an evil that is there. Yeah. And I actually think that's the hardest ethnic specific gathering because part of it is convincing folk there is a problem. Yes. And most minority spaces like, oh, we know we need this. Yeah. White folks just think, well, I don't, I don't do, know how do I, I even need this? You and know? so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come here and make me feel I bad. actually think it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's a necessary space uh, because I, like we, we talked about uh, in a previous podcast, there is a narrative that's alive amongst white folk. And what we realize is that mm -hmm. ethnic specific gatherings that are just for minority folk indirectly paints a narrative that white folk maybe don't have uh, as right. important of an ethnicity. Um, and also it reinforces the narrative that white uh, whiteness is the normal uh, and, and they need ethnic specific spaces to 
paint a different narrative, to write a different that's narrative. Right. That's right. Um, that's, so, that's what I feel. It's a, it's a counter yes. versus like, you know, let's embrace and empathetically share our pain. It's like, mm, it's a different space. So th- yeah. that would be my comment on it. I think it's absolutely needed. I think it has to be led very well. Yeah. They um, got to be led by something that's deeply woke, matured <laughs> and woke. A deeply matured woke person. Yes. And the woke in Jesus Christ. Yes. That's and right. in the modern right. justice issues and all that, that yeah. jazz. So, yeah. 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 They can yeah. really walk with people. Yep. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing, man. This was great. This was great. I'm glad we talked about ethnic specific spaces. Praise God. God bless you guys. 